With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Brewcast from Maze of Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Giardi here along with Scotty White. And we're here with you on Monday night, January 9th, headed into Tuesday, January 10th, wishing that we were instead watching Michigan play Georgia for a national championship. Instead, as we record this, it is halftime and Georgia is up 38 to freaking seven at the break. But Scotty, we've got some big news surrounding Michigan football to get to here today. How you doing, man? Dude, I mean, watching this game, it's, I mean, it's tough. Like, I'm like, I'm glad that I'm not watching Michigan getting destroyed by Georgia. But at the same time, it's like, how did we lose to this team? Uh, And yeah, I mean, I I love doing brewcasts, but this is the one day that we didn't want to do it, man. No, no, tomorrow would have been a lot more fun uh, to do it had Michigan uh, been playing here tonight. But unfortunately, uh, could not get past TCU. Too many mistakes. But the good news is uh, Michigan is going to put themselves in a position to get right back there uh, next year. And we'll just jump right into it. The big news of the day. We actually had, what, four announcements uh, here today alone for Michigan football regarding their future But the big one, the one that everyone was looking out for, came today about 2 o'clock at the Rich Eisen Show. Blake Corum announced he is returning for one more year at Michigan. An absolutely major announcement. Uh, A guy who was absolutely unbelievable here this year. Um, You know, really was kind of the heart and soul of the offense for a 
almost the entire season, gets hurt in the Illinois game. And in Michigan, you know, to their credit, went out, beat Ohio State, beat Purdue, won the Big Ten Championship without Blake Corum. Donovan Edwards was unbelievable. But this gives Michigan that one-two punch between him and Edwards next year. Um, it, it just – in a major, a major announcement that puts Michigan right at the forefront of, of national championship aspirations once again. Yeah, dude. I mean, this just totally lofts the expectations even higher for this team going into next year. Um, and it's, I mean, you go back to last year at the end of the season and, and we have this expectation. Okay. We, we, we could, could be even better. And um, now we have the same expectation going into next year. And I mean, JJ McCarthy and Donovan Edwards were already going to be pretty high up on the, uh, on the Heisman odds. Now Michigan should have three players on the offense that are, that are pretty high up there. Um, so the offense, I mean, there, there are no question marks there. Michigan's offense should be incredible next year. Yeah. And you know what this, there's a large discussion to be had here as well. And that is the fact that this is why, NIL is good for college football. I understand there's there's a lot of stuff happening out there right now that probably isn't great, and that's the the false promises being made, you know, the tampering that's going on via the transfer portal and offering huge sums of money for guys to leave their programs and come to a new one, and then sometimes those payments not ultimately happening, a lot of lying, a lot of deceit that that's happening. But this, this is what's good about NIL. It allows – Blake Corum too, because he said he wanted today, uh, obviously unfinished business on the football field, but he also wanted to earn his degree, you know, from Michigan. And this is going to help with that. It's going to, you know, help with that financial burden. He's going to be able to make the money that he should being, you know, the, the, the forefront of Michigan. How many times has Blake Corum, you know, the, the guy that was the, the preview picture for, for big noon Saturday, big noon kickoff, you know, like just things like that. Like he's obviously owed a lot. He's a huge name. He's a huge star. And this allows for him to, to go out, finish his degree. But again, try and compete for a national championship and bring one home to, to Michigan for the first time since 97. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a great part of, of NIL and, and I'm hoping that it, you know, comes back and, and gets some more players to return. Um, I think it was Zinter. He, he quoted the uh, the tweet of Blake Corum, his return with a little thinking emoji. Um, so hopefully uh, some key pieces of the offensive line come back um, because, I mean, Michigan's rushing attack was, was simply unstoppable this year up until uh, TCU did a pretty good job handling them. But, um, yeah, I mean – my expectations for next year were were really high, but I really I really can see Michigan getting to the top next year with what they're going to have. Um, hopefully, this Georgia team takes a couple steps back, but but the expectations are as high as ever going into next season, man. Well, that's the thing here too, right? Is you take a look at the landscape of college football. And, you know, the, the major contenders each and every year give a look at what they're losing. Obviously, Ohio State's going to have a lot of skill position guys coming back. Um, yeah. But C.J. Stroud uh, is gone. You know, the, they're, they're also losing um, uh, Paris Johnson. That, that's going to be, 
you know, big over, uh, you know, at the left tackle position. They'll be returned a lot, but losing C.J. Stroud, who's a back-to-back Heisman finalist, uh, it's going to be tough. I understand Ryan Day has a very good offense and a lot of quarterbacks can step in and do big things. You know, we saw C.J. Stroud do it last year, but that's a, a step back, whereas Michigan's returning in that position. Alabama is losing their Heisman-winning quarterback at Bryce Young. Georgia losing Stetson Bennett, and who has been fantastic over the last couple of years. Uh, he looks great here tonight, at least uh, in the first half. Um, you know, so, some other teams, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, kind of think about it. Uh, Notre Dame is going to be tough next year, obviously w- with getting, um, Hartman to, to come over there, but ultimately you think of the big players, you know, in college football, Clemson, uh, they feel like they've taken a bit of a step back here. Definitely. Um, you know, and, and I don't even think, uh, um, Kate Klubnick looked, looked all that good in their bowl game. Uh, I, I think he'll be just fine, but. Ultimately, given what Michigan returns, returning the quarterback, returning their top two running backs, probably re- returning a good chunk of their receiving production. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to, to Schoonmaker here in a moment. But returning a, a bunch out there, especially if CJ comes back, uh, some guys waiting in the wings to, to step up lost. Andre Anthony, but, I mean, a you, you, guy like Colson Loveland who has – apparently a star in the making you know given what he did the the last couple of weeks um we'll we'll see what happens on the offensive line but if most of those guys uh return as well like yeah with with all these other teams kind of losing you know the most important position uh Michigan's returning a lot including their their quarterback who's got a full season of starting under his wings now and um you know ultimately outside of the couple of pick sixes played pretty well in the college football playoff semifinal yeah, I, I thought JJ showed really great strides. I mean, there was we, we all we all had the the doubts throughout the season about the passing game. I mean, there were times where it really didn't look that good, um, but I think Michigan showed down the stretch it can happen. It's and there's things that obviously they got to work on to eliminate those kind of crucial mistakes. But like you said, I mean, this was his first year starting, so you got to think that he's going to take some good strides in the off season. And, and you hit it right on the head, dude. All of those teams are losing with the exception of, of Clemson. But like you said, Klubnik doesn't have that full year start. It's going to be basically a new starter. All of those teams are losing what, what you said, the most important position in football. So that right there gives Michigan a big advantage having McCarthy back. Um, yeah. I mean, I expect Ohio state, I'm sure they'll probably have McCord, Kyle McCord at quarterback next year. Um, but still McCarthy I, I think that uh, he's he's got it all to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten, um, and yeah, I mean the offense the offense should be really really good. Um, and then obviously we do have some more news regarding the defense from today with uh, Mike Morris and Mozzie Smith. Um, so obviously those will be tough to fill. Um, but what what do you, what do you think about those departures in the defense? Yeah, I, I don't think it's any surprise to to me yeah. personally, you know, be, between Mike and Mozzie. I think we kind of all figured uh, they were gone. DJ Turn- Turner uh, also announced we're kind of just waiting on Jamon Green right now. That that seems to, to be the big puzzle piece uh, on the on the defense next year. But I thought we saw uh, enough on the defensive line to where I think, you know, obviously going to lose some depth. But uh, Mason Graham in the middle, he was fantastic as a true freshman, uh, as was Derek Moore as a true freshman, really great as an rusher I think those two guys are going to take major steps up uh next year Yabi Oki's coming back which is is going to be absolutely massive for the pass rush you know he and he gets a full off season right like he didn't yeah. get that last year he had, he had um, yeah yeah exactly so 
yeah, if, if, give him a full offseason with Ben Herbert, and we'll see what happens uh, coming up here next season. So ultimately, you know, uh, yeah, Mike Morris, Mossy Smith, if they came back, uh, I mean, we're really cooking with gas here. But ultimately, those guys should should go and go get paid because uh, they're and they and ultimately they play positions that the NFL values. Right. Like that's the thing about Blake Corum as well. I heard that the injury kind of went into it a little bit where it was going to be about a six month recovery because it was a full meniscus repair. Um, and he would have missed the whole draft process and, and slid a little bit, but ultimately the NFL does not value that position. You know, Blake Corum is, is very valued in college football is, is one of the top players and he's going to get paid like it. Whereas, you know, Mike Morris is an edge rusher. Mozzie Smith is a guy who gets some interior pressure. And uh, th- those guys are, are going to be valued and going to be pretty high picks. I would imagine probably, you know, high day two picks. I haven't seen too many mocks, but absolutely makes sense for those guys to go get paid. But ultimately, I, th- I think, you know, Michigan has done a pretty good job, uh, in particular recruiting the defensive line to, to have some depth there for the future. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I really think that uh, obviously those are two – really good players that Michigan lost in the draft. But, hey, last year Michigan lost Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. They came back and, and new guys stepped and up. Hill. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, dude. The secondary, having Will Johnson as a true freshman coming back, Rod Moore, I mean, those are two young guys that were huge in the secondary this year. Um, so that part, I mean, I'm, I think that the secondary next year is going to be so good for Michigan. They've got some really good young talent coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard that, this college football season isn't even officially over yet because I, I mean, I'm always excited for it, but I mean, I guess I really think this is, I mean, have, have the, or have the preseason expectations been any higher for this 23, 2023 Michigan football team in the past? I don't think so. Um, it, it's going to be a long off season waiting for that team to start, man. Oh man. Is it ever? It is. Yeah. It, I mean, it's going to be, <laughs> um, I you know I and I and I think about it right. Um, I I think that Michigan is going to be, and they should be probably what top three for national title odds next year. They, they really I, should I, be. I mean, I, mean I, I don't see who would be above them besides Georgia and maybe Alabama. Well, well, that's the thing, right? Um, should Alabama, honestly, I mean, I know it's, it's crazy to, to think about, but should should Alabama be shorter title odds than Michigan? Personally, I think so. But with the name Alabama, I think so. Oh, dude, you I think they should be shorter? Shorter odds. Do you, do you oh, think sorry, they should? Sorry, sorry. I, think, I think Michigan should have better odds than Alabama. Yeah, short, yeah. You, you think they should have shorter odds, a yeah, shorter yeah. price. Yeah, yeah. right. That, I, I do, too, to, to be quite honest with you. I, you know, I think Georgia, that'll be uh, an interesting conversation because after tonight, they'll be back-to-back national champs. Uh, but but they're obviously going to be losing a ton as well. And I understand they've recruited very well. Um, but it is really hard to win three in a row. And obviously to start, Georgia will have the shortest odds, you know, because that's what we do, right? The national champion is always next year's preseason number one, whether it makes yeah. sense or not. And we'll see what happens with Georgia, right? But uh, uh, they're going to be, you know, losing quite a bit, I would imagine, probably to looking to reload here. But ultimately, you know, I think USC is going to be up there, right, with Caleb Williams returning uh, and things like that. We'll, but Michigan's done a great job in the transfer portal to, to address some weaknesses. They've got a ton of dudes recruit or returning, especially on the offensive side of the football. And especially if they get those offensive line guys like Zinter back 
it's going to be a scary team, man. Uh, uh, really, really excited. It, it, it is bumming, though, watching TCU play here yeah. tonight and knowing that ultimately Michigan should have beat that team. Yeah, Michigan definitely, like we talked about a little bit, it seemed like the staff just, just overthought it a little bit. I mean, you see Georgia taking advantage of the quarterback run with Bennett in that first half, something that Michigan waited, I think, a little bit too long to do. Um, yeah, it is it is certainly hard to watch. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we're going to be really excited for next year, and we're not quite sure what those odds will look like for the national title, but I'll tell you what, Michigan is not going to be plus 800 to win the Big Ten on FanDuel like they were going into this year despite winning the Big Ten last year. No, at this point, they're they're the clear – I think they're the clear favorite to win They've the Big Ten. They've got to be. I'm sure they'll have Ohio State close in the odds right. because they always do, but Michigan's got to be the favorite. For the <laughs> like, is Michigan minus money to win the Big Ten after today? Or are they or are they short? Are they like plus 125, plus 150 to to win? Yeah, honestly, I think that I, – I, I honestly think it'll be closer to the, to maybe plus 200 and have Ohio State back and maybe the plus – just because I feel like people, no matter what, just like to doubt Michigan. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, no, for sure. But, I mean, at this point, you know, you, you have to you have to kind of start changing your ways, right? Because that, that was the thing about Georgia too uh, for a long time is the thing about Clemson, but now Georgia's going to be back-to-back national champions. You know, Clemson ended up winning two out of three, like Michigan's won back-to-back big 10 champions at this point, you know, given what, what they're returning. I don't want, I don't like to say overwhelming favorite, you know, but I think, I think they're a clear cut favorite above Ohio state who is losing their quarterback, you know, and and a guy who was back-to-back Heisman finalist never beat Michigan as a starting quarterback. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think if, if I were setting the odds, I'd probably put Michigan at about plus 125, 150 range. Um, but yeah, I mean, after seeing, obviously Michigan lost a lot from the 2020 or 2021 Big Ten Championship team going into this season. Mm-hmm. But when they had Michigan at plus 800 on FanDuel going, I was, I was 
pretty baffled by that. Um, so I'll believe it when I see it for them to to not put Ohio State right up there behind us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. Um, on that front, you know, we're we're like we said, still waiting. And I think the Jamon Green decision is going to be big too, because right, who who is going to be the 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 guy opposite Will Johnson? At the end of the day, like if it's Shimon Green, I'm feeling good about the secondary. If it's not, that that's a pretty big question mark, I, I, I would say. Same with, uh, you know, Cordelius Johnson, though. I think the pass catchers are ultimately going to be fine, even with losing Ronnie Bell uh, in Andrell Anthony. But honestly, with Corum coming back, man, I I still want to see. I, I We didn't see it much this year. I would love to see Donovan Edwards get some work in the slot, man. I, I really would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I think I think that we're going to be seeing that for sure. I mean. He's 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 probably the second best offensive weapon, uh, maybe third outside Ronnie Bell this year. Um, and obviously you can't you can't uh have two RB ones, but essentially that's what they've got there. And his pass catching skills are so good. He won't have that cast hopefully uh, anymore. No injuries in the off season. Pray for that. Um, so yeah, I mean he I think he's gonna dude. He could be wide receiver one for Michigan honestly with the pass catching skills he has. He's yeah. so good. Um. So yeah, I mean he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be used for sure. I mean he is so talented. He's very very talented. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We, we I guess we don't have much more to to say on all this other than you know this is going to be an off season of extreme hype, and I think Michigan has has earned it. Uh, I guess we could get a little bit into the uh, all this has kind of overshadowed all the stuff coming out surrounding Jim Harbaugh, hasn't it? Yeah, obviously, I think sometime this week he has an interview with the Broncos. I'm, um, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, Scotty. I have not changed my stance from last week's conversation, even with, with all I, – I feel like it's all smoke and mirrors, to be quite honest with you. I think it feels like a negotiating tactic. I have no idea. You know, the, the stupid recruiting violation thing, that, that whole story is an absolute farce uh, in my mind. You know, I'm – all – the the only thing that you know that's really uh, the the NCAA is trying to actually punish Michigan for is for Jim Harbaugh telling the NCAA to pack sand. That's that's literally it. So uh, I don't have much to say about that. I understand maybe he's got some frustration with with the NCAA and college football surrounding that. But if you're Michigan, the the guy deserves first and foremost he absolutely deserves to be the highest paid coach of the Big Ten. That's not even a question. Um, so if you're Ward Manual, just make it happen to hell with these quote unquote recruiting violations where Jim Harbaugh maybe bought a kid a hamburger or had a kid do push-ups over Zoom. I mean, are you kidding me? It's an absolute joke. Um, forget about all that, man. Pay the man his money. He's earned. He's won you back-to-back Big Ten championships, right? He's raked in money for the school, brought the program back. Give the guy his due check. Let's just move on with our lives here. Unless Jim Harbaugh ultimately truly has his heart set on the NFL. I don't think that's the case. I really don't, Scotty. I, I have not changed my stance from last week, even with all this other stuff coming out. Yep. I am right there with you, man. I, I, I totally agree. I think that it is a negotiation tactic. Like you said, like he back to back big Ten titles and Michigan has a coach up the road, the state of Michigan has a coach up the road making nine point five million a year, who just lost seven games. I mean, I I I, I truly am baffled at what is taking so long for the extension. Um, because yeah, I mean, it needs to be done. I mean, like it, it, 
Harbaugh is interviewing with the Broncos this this week. I, I like I said, I don't think anything's going to come of it. But I really, well, I, I heard it's, that. I heard it's just a Zoom interview, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that as well. Um, that's like that's not even real. I right. feel like in, in NFL standards, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just hoping that it gets done as as soon as possible, and he gets paid what he deserves, dude. I mean, the longer that this drags out, because I I will not lie, it's it stresses me out, you know, seeing that Harbaugh. Might leave because, you know, as a Michigan fan, I am a little bit used to some pain. And after winning back-to-back Big Ten titles and then Harbaugh leaving and Michigan going back to where they were before him, it would seem on par with some of the things that we've experienced. Um, so I don't think he's going anywhere, especially with Corm coming back now. I think that that was a pretty good indicator. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would really like to to just hop on Twitter sometime this week and see that Harbaugh signed a big extension. That would be That would be a big stress relief. Yeah, at the end of the day, I still think he feels there's unfinished business. I think he does want to win a national championship, and quite ultimately, Michigan's going to have a chance to do that next season. You know, yeah. they, they've got they've they've got an incredibly talented team. I think they yeah. should start the year top three. Um, so, yeah i i just I don't think he leaves. To to be quite honest with you, I think he is trying to. Uh, get a check. Maybe he's being a little petty, you know, given that they, they cut his salary in half in 2020, you know, maybe that I, I feel like there is a petty side to Jim Harbaugh, obviously. So uh, maybe, maybe that's part of this whole thing. I don't know, man. Um, But uh, like you said, I want it resolved. I, I, I hope, you know, that it doesn't kill recruiting momentum like it did a year ago, but ultimately uh, we, we seem to be playing with fire each and every off season. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I hope it's done soon. I, I would hate for that to affect recruiting at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think he he wants to win a national title, and and to be honest with you, I think that next year is definitely his his best bet so far. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Manscaped because we love Manscaped uh, here at Brewcast, and you will as well. You can join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped in all of their amazing, amazing products. The lawnmower, unlike anything you've ever used, I promise you, it is like magic. Cuts like butter. It's it's a great body trimmer. It's got the weed, uh, also the weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer. Oh my God! They use the advanced skin safe skin safe technology. You're not going to get any nicks. You're not going to be cutting yourself with this. It, it is amazing the products that Manscaped has, and when you get the platinum package, in addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium premium two in one shampoo and conditioner and get some aluminum free ultra premium deodorant as well head to manscaped.com we are going to get you 20 percent off and free shipping all you have to do is enter promo code mnb20 that's mnb20 at manscaped.com so real quick let's touch on a little hoop scotty white because things did not go michigan's way at the breslin center on saturday unfortunately it was a hard-fought battle uh, for the Wolverines, but ultimately shooting about three of 20 from uh, the three-point line. Uh, not going to get it done at the end of the day, man. Yeah, that was that was a tough game to watch. That was one of the ugliest basketball games that, that I have watched in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough because, you know, teams are just going to start throwing everybody at Hunter Dickinson. He's passing it to open guys, and they're just not knocking it down. Um, so yeah, that was frustrating. I mean, just a couple more of those threes go down, man. Just shoot 25% from three and Michigan can win that game. Um, yeah, I mean, Juwan, Juwan's got his work cut out for him to get this team to the tournament, man. 
Yeah, he he most certainly does, though. I I do feel like they're (laughs) turning the corner defensively, which is great to see. You know, even in that game against Michigan State, the defense played very, very well. That was the that was the biggest thing. I mean, you go look at the the loss of Central Michigan or even, you know, the battle with Eastern Michigan earlier in the year. The perimeter defense was an absolute farce. Uh, but they're starting to play better on that side. Uh, and I think they can win a lot of Big Ten games because they're athletic enough and talented enough. You know, if they play good defense, they're going to beat a lot of teams. That's a tough place to go and get a win, especially on a Saturday afternoon. You, you know, you're undefeated at Big Ten play. That is, you know, uh, Michigan State always gets up for that game. It's a tough place to to go in and win. Um, but y- you got to be better. And also Juwan's rotations, man, sometimes – can we get Will Cheddar in there a, a little Dude, more for the yeah. love of God? Hey, he is he's literally a full-blown spark of energy off the bench. He plays so hard when he's in there, and good things tend to happen. Like ultimately, you know, I, I would like to see him get a little more of Terrence Williams uh minutes. But I, I sometimes I think Jawan sits and brainstorms just his his worst possible offensive lineups. You know, he sits in a room is like, who could I put out there? What five could I put out there? That would just be the absolute worst offensive unit. And then he goes and puts him in the game just to just to prove himself right. Like he, he they had the uh, uh, who who was out there? It was it was Kobe T. Will um, Reed, Jace Howard. And I can't remember who the fifth one at some point in the first half. Dude, I know. Yep. I remember this one. I think and, it was. I can't remember either. And I was just like, what is what is happening out yeah. here? You, you've got one scorer out there in Kobe, and that's literally it. Other than that, it was just – it was rough to watch, man. It's like, can we stagger this a little bit, you know, figure out something? We'll get Will Jetter in there, man, because he, he's going to make some good things happen for you. Yeah, dude, I think he was – I think Michigan was plus six with him on the floor, and I believe minus 15 or 16 was Terrence Williams on the floor. Um, T will has been struggling to say the least. Uh, and I think that maybe Michigan might need to, to try out, um, maybe a new, a new starting lineup. Um, but yeah, some of those dude, I, yeah, I remember that exact same rotation that you're talking about. I was watching the game and I said to my friend, I said, who, who is going to score out here right now besides Buffkin? Like I, I, that was, that was baffling. Um, and, and, and that was in a point where Michigan scored maybe four points in five to 10 minute spans. I mean, yeah. the first half was, I mean, there was some good fight at the end to come back and make that a close game. Um, so that was good to see, but I mean, I, I'm not a huge moral victory guy. I mean, that was just, that is not a very good Michigan state team. Um, and, a, and a, and a pretty disappointing loss when my expectations going into it, honestly, weren't very high. It, it still managed to be a very disappointing loss. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man, but but the last few years, every time they've gone into the Breslin, they've just laid some clunkers. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, there was uh, the, the 2020 when Michigan was Big Ten yep. champions. I mean, even then, Michigan State, one of their worst teams under Izzo, and, and they couldn't get it done then. So No, so 2020, they, they lost that one at the Breslin the last game of the regular season, uh, even though it didn't mean much. Yeah, you still had a chance to sweep them. Last year, got absolutely ran off the floor in the second half, and then this year, you go and you put up 53 uh, in the Breslin. So uh, I don't know what it is uh, about this team not being able to go and play well in the Breslin. I know it's a tough place to play, but come on. You, you got to show a little more fight than that. Uh, the the interesting thing is the Big Ten is – I like I think they have – 
four their four next four games are very winnable. I know it's tough. Iowa's very good offensively, but very bad defensively. Got a really good chance to go in and, and win at Iowa on Thursday. You host Northwestern Saturday. You're at Maryland Thursday and home to Minnesota. Uh, Thursday the 19th and home to Minnesota on the 22nd. Those are four winnable games. At least go three and one there, and you're sitting at six and two in the Big Ten, and you're feeling pretty good as you look to host Purdue on January 26th. I think the schedule actually sets up pretty nicely for them uh, for for the next four games. Yeah, dude, if Michigan can come out of that stretch three and one, that would be absolutely massive. Um, but yeah, I mean, going on the road in the Big Ten at any point is tough, and 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 dude, Northwestern out of nowhere looks like a pretty good team this year. Um, so you just never know what you're going to get. Um, but like you said, those are all winnable games. Those are four unranked teams. Um, and yeah, I mean, at this point, Michigan's tied for first in the big 10. So it hasn't been a great start to the season, but honestly, that pretty decent position to be in right now. Yeah. I think they got to probably win 12 or 13 big 10 games, uh, to to get in the tournament. I I think it's doable given the way they're playing defense, but they got to figure out these rotations a little bit. Definitely. And and that Central Michigan loss, I mean, they had done a really good job avoiding that bad loss. Um, couldn't really get the, the it's going the, to loom large in, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if it, I was looking at the bracketologies and, and right after that, I mean, just a total plummet. I mean, that was that was inexcusable. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. A lot of hoops to be talking forward. Also, uh, you know, football just knows how to stay in the limelight as well uh, as they did today. Yeah. Great that Blake Corum is coming back, man. That is uh, that's the big thing we could take away from today. Also, as we uh, are, are recording the end of this show here, forty-five-seven Georgia. So that's great. Makes me feel uh, all good inside. Well, Scotty, where can we find you on social media, friend? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Um, we're obviously very sad football season's over, but come hang out with us during basketball season, and you can find all the basketball stuff there. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I, and follow the Maze and Brew Twitter page at Maze and Brew. And please subscribe, rate, and leave a review uh, for our podcast wherever you happen to get your podcast. We love your support, and we love your feedback as well. So for my partner, Scotty White, I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.